You're listening to a special edition of the Building Michigan Show, highlighting National Apprenticeship Week. For union apprenticeship opportunities, visit mustcareers.org. Here's Lloyd Jackson. Good afternoon. On today's edition of WJR's Building Michigan, we'll be discussing National Apprenticeship Week and exploring opportunities with the union construction skill trades for apprenticeships that lead to lifelong careers. Today, we welcome Pat Devlin, Secretary-Treasurer of the Michigan Building and Construction Trades Council, Labor Co-Chair of MUST. Donna Pardonet, Executive Director, ACT Michigan and Management Co-Chair of MUST Construction Careers, Management and Union Serving Together. Lee Graham, Executive Director of Operating Engineers 324 LMEC and Massey Chairman. Also, we'll be talking with Bryce Brataski, Apprentice for the Operating Engineers 324, along with Apprentice Alan Sutton, also with Operating Engineers 324. Stay tuned for WJR's Building Michigan on Newstalk 760 WJR. Kicking off this edition of Building Michigan celebrating National Apprenticeship Week with Pat Devlin, Secretary-Treasurer of the Michigan Building and Construction Trades Council, and Donna Pardonet, Executive Director, ACT Michigan and Management Co-Chair of Musk Construction Careers Management and Unions Serving Together. Pat and Donna, thank you so much for being here this afternoon. Thank you, Lloyd. Thank you for having us. Donna, before we uh, dive in today, tell me about MUST. What is that organization and who are the members? Sure. So MUST stands for Management and Unions Serving Together. It's a coalition of labor unions that PEP represents um, in the state of Michigan, along with our employer partners. So associations like myself, ACT, NECA, CAM. Uh, AGC. So those associations are sitting down together, which is a really unique coalition, um, probably one um, throughout the whole country. And we're working together to provide drug testing, uh, safety awareness training for the industry, and also the Must Construction Careers launched six years ago, elevate that connection from the union apprenticeships to the pipeline talent that we're looking for. So it's a great opportunity for us to work together on issues that affect every single job. And Donna, you know, Pat brought up the fact that, you know, apprentices graduate debt free. And, you know, there are a lot of trades that uh, were that people go into, you know, and get training and they don't graduate debt free. So how does that work and how is it funded? Sure. So it's privately funded. No tax dollars are utilized. It's privately funded through our collective bargaining agreements between the contractors and our labor partners. Um, And they are jobs, you're earning while you're learning. So 90% of the apprenticeship is done in the field and the rest in the classroom. It's hands-on training along with those skills that you're learning out on the job site from a journeyman and they're investing in the talent. And those apprentices are graduating at the end of four to five years with no debt. So they're being able to start their career debt-free, privately funded through our collective bargaining with our labor partner. And and Pat, it's National Apprenticeship Week where we highlight uh, the many apprenticeship opportunities in the union construction skill trades. Let's start with a basic overview of what an apprenticeship is and how it works. Well, the good thing about the unionized construction apprenticeship programs is 
they pay great wages, benefits, and uh, you enjoy a good retirement uh, at the end of your career. Uh, career. But um, more importantly, it's just, you know, the positions and everything else when you're out in the field learning and 90% of your learning, uh, your, your, uh, your apprenticeship is out in the field working for a contractor. And, um, you know, they, they earn while they learn, which is great. At the end of their apprenticeship, they come out of it with no debt. Um, but, you know, what, what I'm so excited about this industry is, you know, the opportunities that you have to become. You can be just a tradesperson. You can be a supervisor. You can, a lot of our, our, our people that have graduated out of our apprenticeship programs even become owners of, of contractors. It's just a great opportunity in this industry to do that. The, the, you know, the opportunities are, are endless. And Pat, you know, once you learn all of this, uh, you know, great information, you can, I guess, take this anywhere. You can, this is something that never leaves you. Well, that's why they call it, you know, a journeyman's card, because, it, you know, when work does and it has uh, on occasion turned, uh, you know, south on us, uh, our people are still allowed to travel around the country and provide uh, good benefits still, uh, you know, and, and a good pay. Um, they don't want to stay out of town, but uh, <laughs> after they have to. But yeah, everybody's looking. And that's one good thing. We good story out there. We always hear all the states we do uh, have to send our people to are, are well received because we're one of the finest man, well-trained construction crews in the country. Talk about some of the uh, major projects, Pat, that are in the market that that's like driving the need for more apprentices. Well, our big our big project, obviously, is the Gordy Howe um, Bridge and the Porta Entry that's just uh, kicking off here the last couple of weeks. Uh, that's going to be a huge project. We have the Ford Michigan Central. Um, I, the whole state's uh, busy. Ford Hub out over in Dearborn is going to be. Uh, a whole upgrade on their campus uh, for engineering, uh, research, and development. Uh, we've got the or uh, Stellantis. I keep calling it Chrysler. <laughs> right. Stellantis uh, Mac job just kicking off. Um, you know our Mac one and two, uh, Warren Truck were all great projects. Uh, we got a lot in the pipeline still coming. Uh, we're going to be very busy here for the next couple of years. Donna, let me bring you back in. You know, when you talk about uh, a good apprentice, what are the contractors looking for in a good apprentice? So I think, you know, those soft skills, obviously, to show up to work on time, um, a strong work ethic. But I think really an apprentice and what contractors are looking for is the willingness to learn. So apprenticeship programs are all about learning a new knowledge and skill every single day. And whether that's in the classroom or out on the field, it is just that willingness to learn and to absorb everything that they are learning from the journeyman to make them a great apprentice. And, you know, you, you know, Pat was talking about, you know, uh, learning on the job and you were talking about learning on the job. It, it, it appears to me it's almost it's just like a brotherhood and a sisterhood when when these people when you're out here together and you're doing this this kind of work. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think it is a it's a unique um, group and they do think of themselves as a brotherhood and a sisterhood. I know a lot of the unions, you, you know, have um, huge women presence, the electricians, the carpenters, the sisterhood of the skilled trades. So, yeah, I think they all work together. And, you know, you have to when you're on that project. Um, that's how you get things done. You know, now, uh, Pat mentioned something, Donna, about apprentices 
graduating debt free. Now, I'm sure there are a lot of people go into different trades and <laughs> they would love to come out debt free. Now, how does this work uh, with these apprenticeships? Sure. It's like Pat said, it's um, earn while you learn. So from day one, these apprentices are starting in the program and debt free. So it's kind of like, you know, signing day for the skilled trades. There's signing into a four-year scholarship and coming out with no debt so and have a skill for life. And so those pro programs are uh, privately funded and, um, you know, no college debt, no loans to take out to learn a skill that you'll have for the rest of your life. Pat, are all the trades looking for more people? Uh, we're always looking for more uh, people like every every other industry, you know, we, we've uh, hit the wall with the baby boomers. So uh, mm -hmm. worked, uh, you know, 25, 30, 35 years. It's time for them to, you know, enjoy retirement and do what they worked all their lives for. And and uh, so, yes, we're we're constantly looking for that that new talent out there, the new um, new blood of the workforce. How did how did the uh, pandemic affect? Uh, getting more people in or, you know, during the pandemic, how did that affect uh, what you guys are doing? Pat? You know, Lloyd, yeah, through through that, um, we were very successful and continue to be very successful on all these major projects and even the small ones through the cooperation of our partnership with not only our contractors, but uh, the owner community were a vital part. Um, we It wasn't like we weren't without incident. Um, but when we did have those incidents, we did the tracing, uh, we made sure uh, people were maxed up. Uh, you know, the PPE for us uh, was just an la another layer of safety that we practice every day in, day out. Um, it was unfortunate that, that, that this inter industry got shut down for four months. We, we disagreed with that. We felt that we could keep our men and women safe out on these projects. And some of these projects had over 3,500 tradespeople on them, um, seven days, 24 hours around the clock. And I think we came through it with flying colors. I'd uh, yield to Donna. I, I think she did a great job um, with her contractor association in keeping their members safe, uh, as did all the other contractor associations. And again, uh, kudos go out with the owner's uh, participation on all this. They were very, very dedicated to keeping our workforce not only safe, um, made sure they, you know, that this thing didn't spread and get to proportions where it could have. But well, and, and, and Donna, I understand the Carpenters recently added a, a new training center. Tell us about the expansion. Yeah, so this is actually um, statewide, our third brand new uh, training center, and it's scheduled to open in January of 2022. It's in the heart of the city of Detroit. Uh, 147,000 square feet of state-of-the-art training that's going to train carpenters, millwrights, and floor layers. So um, really excited to bring that to the city and all it has to offer. And how long has this been in the, in the planning, in the working stage? Oh, my gosh. So I would say for the past seven, seven years. So we started, we built one um, in Wayland, Michigan, over on the west side of the state. We just finished uh, last summer Marquette. A uh, new training center up there. So this is the third training center. So all together, the carpenters and millwrights have six training centers in the state of Michigan. Wow, and you know that's amazing because you know you're looking for apprenticeships. You have to kind of meet people where they are, and having uh, these different 
uh, apprenticeship training centers in different places, I'm sure you, you, you can try to get the best that you can, you know, to try to be part of these apprenticeship programs. Absolutely. And it was an opportunity, you know, they had um, two different schools and then the union offices also. So they were able to consolidate that all into one building to be together um, to train the best of the best. We'll continue our conversation with Pat Devlin and of the Michigan Building and Construction Trades Council and Donna Partney with ACT Michigan and Musk Construction Careers. Stay tuned for more Building Michigan coming up on News Talk 760 WJR. You're listening to a special edition of the Building Michigan Show, highlighting National Apprenticeship Week. For union apprenticeship opportunities, visit mustcareers.org. Once again, here's Lloyd Jackson. We're continuing our conversation about National Apprenticeship Week and all things union construction apprenticeship with Pat Devlin, Secretary Treasurer of the Michigan Building and Construction Trades Council, and Donna Pardonet, Executive Director, ACT Michigan and Management Co-Chair of Must Construction Careers Management and Union Serving Together. Donna, tell us about the work the industry and Musk Construction Careers has been doing with schools and, and school counselors and parents and students. Sure. So we started the Must Roadshow, and really it was we identified that the school counselors and educators are really are the first stop for parents and students to discuss what they're going to do after they graduate. So the Must Roadshow offers them an opportunity to come in, get a hands-on day at some of our training facilities. Um, we did it a few days ago at the electricians, the plumbers, the pipe fitters, and sheet metal. And for a lot of these counselors and educators, it's their first time being exposed to the skilled trades. So they're really coming in, um, eyes opened after they leave, learning all that they, you know, getting their hands dirty, um, really being exposed to what the skilled trades have to offer and walking away with the knowledge that they have to discuss this with the, the students moving forward. The money's pretty good, too. The money is pretty good, too. Right. Earn <laughs> while you learn. So right off the bat, you know, day one of an apprentice, they, they are learning. And I think, you know, it gave those counselors an opportunity to participate with their hands. A lot of them haven't had experience or um, exposure to the skilled trades. So the Must Roadshow has been a huge opportunity for the skilled trades to really promote um, the apprenticeship programs. And uh, we're really happy to partner with our industry partners and our labor. Pat, what are the trades doing to recruit qualified candidates into the apprenticeship program? We're in all facets. Uh, we're in the high schools. Uh, we do career uh, days. Um, totally um, uh, ad campaigns um, on radio shows. Uh, we are always actively seeking new talent. Uh, another big program recruiter for us is our, uh, it was a national, started nationally and we brought home our own, uh, was called the um, Helmets to Heart Hats program. So we were mm -hmm. our returning vets and I'd like to take this opportunity to wish all our um, hardworking men and women in the building trades that served in the armed forces and thank them for their, their service to their country. But uh, yeah, it's constant. And that, that's been a very, um, very exciting program for us and getting some great talent. 
they've got all the skills. They've got the, you know, they, 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 they know how to get up, put their pants on and come to work and <laughs> the workers. So we'll take all the, the people that the armed service want, want to send our way. Uh, are you finding that you have a, a shortage of applicants? We do not have a shortage of ap applicants. What we have, you know, with everybody wanting to build uh, all at the same time, we have a shortage of that skilled tradesperson, that journeyman. So, yeah, that that's gotten tight over uh, the last couple of years here. But we're back. We're seeing a little ease off on that. So um, less travelers in town. It's becoming a little more normal. But, uh, yeah, if there's uh, any strain on it, it, it would be that qualified, skilled trades journeyman. Pat, do you see uh, that, you know, if you have a journeyman, someone who's been in the business for years, they, you know, brought up their family, they have uh, kids now that are, you know, teenagers, 18, 19, do you see that they follow in the parents' footsteps a lot of times in this kind of business? Um, you know, I see a turnaround now. It wasn't that way the last 20 years. It just seems to have, um, you know, kids were, were being steered one way, and that was college. Mm -hmm. Some, it was really unfortunate. Um, cause the kids, uh, I, I think it was ingrained in them. If they didn't attend college, they were somehow a failure. And, you know, uh, as Donna said, I mean, uh, these kids are graduating with all this debt now, even if they graduate out of, uh, out of college and, and not to get into competition with colleges, but this is just another great opportunity that hadn't been shared for a long time with graduating students. Donna, I know you work with the employer side of the business, the contractors. So what are they seeing in the market in terms of needing more talent and filling those apprenticeship pipelines? Yeah, as Pat said, um, I think, you know, all of our trades take um, applications at different points um, throughout the year. And I think right now the work at shortage, like Pat said, is among the experienced workers. But you know, we constantly, from the contractor um, standpoint, along with our union partners and through MOS, market growth and pending retirements um, for a large amount of our existing trades is always an issue, right? So it calls for a higher number of apprentices. So it's that constant recruitment. We're constantly looking for all levels, both levels, the experienced journeyman and the apprentices, um, because we know there is going to be those pending retirements coming up. So the contractors are in a constant flow of, of recruitment. Um, and as Pat said, you know, the apprentices starting wages are anywhere from $15 to $20 while they're while they're learning. And then upon graduation with benefits and retirement, you know, uh, $22 to $45 an hour with, wow. with no debt. So, um, you know, they continue to, the contract, you know, once the apprentice, they continue to work for the contractors and, you um, I think it's that constant balance of recruitment all the time. Now, you, you were saying that the apprentices are paid positions. Uh, how does that partnership work to, to make that happen? How does that happen? Yeah, so it's privately funded. There's no tax dollars. And the apprentice contribution is in our collective bargaining agreements with our labor partners. So those apprenticeship programs range anywhere from two to five years. Um, and the starting wage is 15 to $20 an hour with benefits. So the program, you know, depending on the trade, it's from two to five. So as they go through, very little, um, the apprenticeship programs charge very little as far as tuition or any fees. It just varies from trade to trade. 
Um, but those apprentices are graduating with, with no debt. I mean, we can't, and you're earning while you're learning. There's not a, a waiting period like you start the apprenticeship program and you're not earning money day one. Pat, what makes a good apprentice in your mind? Well, somebody that's dedicated that uh, to the industry, that likes what they do, um, uh, that loves working with their their hands, um, that works safe and safe and intelligent, uh, so they can go home to their families at night. And some somebody is going to be a very productive worker. That's what we train them for. That's what we invest all the money uh, us and the and the contractor um, do. Uh, you know, they're they're an investment. Uh, um, we expect them to be very productive uh, workers when they do graduate all through their apprenticeship uh, program. Makes them a better journeyman. And, and what do apprenticeship cost? Is, is there a cost? There is no cost. Uh, again, as da uh, Donna had mentioned, um, it's a jointly administered fund. Uh, all the trades pay into that fund and all the offsets uh, for education and training come out of those jointly uh, administered funds. And, and quickly before we go, I got to ask you this. We talked about, you know, the pay and uh, what they're being paid, but we they're getting benefits as well. And the benefits are pretty good. Just kind of, if you can kind of gloss over what type of benefits come along with that pay. Um, they all are vested after five years in a pension plan. Um, most trades have a supplemental pension to add on to their, it's a defined contribution of the pension, the regular pension, the de defined benefits. Uh, almost all the, all the trades enjoy that. Um, you know, some of our trades have subpay when uh, unfortunate times come that there isn't work out there. They have a supplement to unemployment, which, uh, you know, doesn't make anybody rich, but it puts feet of food on the table during those hard times. So just so many uh, great benefits uh, to enjoy, you know, our, our uh, health uh, plans are second to none. Um, and uh, we, 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 you know, our, our members out there are taken well care of. Pat Devlin, Secretary-Treasurer of Michigan Building and Construction Trades Council, Donna Pardonay, Executive Director, ACT Michigan, and Management Co-Chair of Musk Construction Careers, Management and Union Serving Together. I thank you both for being here with us this afternoon. Have a great rest of the day. Thank you, Lloyd. Thank you, Lloyd. Stay tuned for more Building Michigan here on News Talk 760 WJ. Welcome back to WJR's Build Michigan. We're joined now by Lee Graham, Executive Director of Operating Engineers 324 LMEC and Massey Chairman. Lee, thank you for being here this afternoon. Yeah, super honored to be here. Thank you for having us. Explain to us what Massey is, M-A-S-C-I. What is Massey? Yeah, Massey is the Michigan Apprenticeship Steering Committee, Inc. So it stands for M-A-S-C-I. It's an advocacy group made up of professionals from the public education, industry, labor, government, departments of Michigan. And, and explain to us what a registered apprenticeship is and, and what sets it apart. So going back, uh, sharing one other item too with Massey's objectives is educate the uh, Michigan's public employer groups and the workforce and the benefits of participation in a registered apprenticeship. So when you look at you know, the registered apprenticeship itself, Every career requires post-secondary learning. And just as college in a path for a doctor or a teacher to learn skills they will need to excel, apprenticeships teach skilled tradespersons. 
So by requiring both on the job and classroom training, we teach skills at a wider knowledge. In the professional skilled trades, we go a step further. Our apprenticeships are registered with the United States, United States Department of Labor. The registered apprenticeships meet highly developed federal standards, and they ensure that our apprentices have, have a set of skills that transcend even our state, but more rigid, our nationwide guidelines. So when someone enters our programs, they earn while they learn, no accumulation of debt, and we consider that to be the gold standard. And when you talk about the, the training, uh, the ratio of class to actual hands-on, I mean, it's more hands-on than, than actual class, isn't it? It is, and that's what's nice is like with the operating engineers, for example, the heavy equipment operator, you look at 6,000 hours over a three-year period, your um, 600 hours of related training instruction and 5,400 of it on the job learning. So you're in and around all those mentors that are out in the field that are building these amazing projects. That's where it all comes together. So you, you need know, the related training instruction and you also need the OJT, right? Just to be able to. Uh, yeah. 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 And, 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 you know, when you think about it uh, too, though, Lee, you know, once you're an apprentice and you graduate from the program, you become a journeyman, you do this for a living, you know, you, you're a part of all these great projects and you can kind of look back and, tell your kids and your grandkids that, hey, you know, dad or granddad, you know, help build this particular building that you're in watching this concert or this football game or going across this bridge you know, to another country, you know? And that's what's super special when you look at uh, the two apprentices that are on today, you look at like a international cross crossing like the Gordie Howe Bridge or the good work that's going up with the Sioux Locks. You're absolutely right because all of the tradespeople that are lifting up Michigan, those are their icons, right? Even mm -hmm. when you get the stickers from the employers of where you work on these projects, those go on your hard hats and those are memorable, right? Because you continue to help build. And that's how, uh, you know, not only the K-12, but the adults get to learn about our construction sector. Um, who would ever know that, you know, the stationary engineers help make the ice for the Red Wings? Right. Absolutely. Now, talk about uh, the uh, operating engineers 324. What uh, do they and the building trades have planned for National Apprenticeship Week? Yeah, we're super excited. So we're proud to be hosting the Michigan Building Trades Apprenticeship Roadshow at our 560-acre construction career center. So we're celebrating uh, National Apprenticeship Week 2021. So we're gonna be hosting superintendents, administrators, principals, counselors, and Michigan Works Apprenticeship Success Coordinators, athletic directors, and all other, other educators, because here's what's special is that as we continue to arm them with all the good information, right? These are the main individuals, you know, that are back in our K-12 system sharing about these careers. You mm -hmm. think about your coaches and just different individuals that have great influence on the opportunities. So attendees that'll be joining, uh, operating engineers, the Iron Workers Local 25, the Michigan Regional Carpenters, the Michigan Bricklayers and Allied Craft Workers, the Michigan Laborers, the Plumbers, the Sheet Metal Workers, the Michigan Building Construction Trades, my STEM, so right, Michigan mm -hmm. Science, Technology, Engineering, Math, and mm -hmm. MUST, to learn about the apprenticeship skilled trades. So educators, what they're gonna get to do is they're gonna get to try their hand at a variety of skilled trades with hands-on workstations. And they're gonna learn about the newest techniques and the relationships to STEM education. And so they get to talk about, you know, the opportunities with the instructors that are there, the apprentices, they're gonna learn about the program prerequisites and the application process. And so what a skilled trades career looks like in salary and benefits which is the really good piece, right? So this yeah. is our fifth year hosting 
And we're super excited to put forth such a great agenda. What's so important? Why is it so important, uh, Lee, to protect these registered apprenticeships? Well, apprenticeships are often, you know, the foundation of these long, rewarding, sustainable careers. So they provide both the knowledge base that prepares someone for their challenges of their chosen field will offer, as well as hones essential skills that translate into the work in life. So we're talking about pairing a workforce that is well-educated in these registered apprenticeship programs with a serious need we have for infrastructure and advanced manufacturing in a way not seen in 70 plus years. So that means opportunities are there and in turn, you know, our industry and our sector can become one of the driving forces propelling, you know, the economy forward. Well, I, I know if, if people want more information on union building trades apprenticeships, uh, where should they go, Lee? They should go to muskcareers.org. And so they can get all the information. They, and they can get all the information that they need right there. Absolutely. And I want to put one plug in for Massey. So on December 3rd, they're getting ready to name the Construction Apprentice of the Year for the whole state of Michigan, mm-hmm. and also the Advanced Manufacturing Apprentice of the Year as well at their membership meetings. So thank you. Well, Lee, thank you for uh, being here. That's Lee Graham, Executive Director of Operating Engineers 324 LMEC and Massey Chairman. We'll be right back with more of Building Michigan here on News Talk 760 WJR. You're listening to a special edition of the Building Michigan Show, highlighting National Apprenticeship Week. For union apprenticeship opportunities, visit mustcareers.org. Once again, here's Lloyd Jackson. Welcome back to WJR's Building Michigan. We continue our National Apprenticeship Week segment with Bryce Rataski and Alan Sutton, apprentices at Operating Engineers 324. Let me thank you both for being here this afternoon. Appreciate it. Thank you. Glad to Bryce, be here. Bryce, let me start with you. Uh, tell me about how you came to the decision that you wanted to be an operating engineer. Well, I was uh, I was working at a um, auto auto shop um, at my my local uh, where I live or whatever. I was working at an auto shop and. I decided that, you know, I need something for a career. What do I want to do for a career? So I looked at some of the different trades and uh, the operating engineers that really appealed to me with the, uh, you know, the heavy equipment and stuff, you know, the things you grew up with playing in the, the sandbox as a kid, right? So yeah, right. That, that was appealing to me. And then uh, I had my cousin, he was uh, did a lot of work with the UPCC, the Upper Peninsula Construction Council, and um, he told me that they were having a job fair. And when I got up there, I talked to the guys from uh, Operating Engineers 324, and I was really, really intrigued with it. So I put an application in and uh, got back. They got back to me, and I went down to their three-day evaluation. And after that, they got back to me that I was uh, accepted and waiting for the call to go to work. And, and, and tell me about your path once you became, you know, once you came aboard, you know, what, what did you learn? What have you learned since coming aboard? Uh, I've learned, um, all kinds of stuff about the trade itself, um, different equipment, how they function, what makes them function, um, the safety standards behind it. 
Um, and just the union itself and how the union works and the benefits provided by the union and how the union plays a major part and not only the role of a mem union member, but also the role as far as construction wages and standards across the state and nation. Give me a typical day, uh, Bryce, uh, on the job for operating engineer apprentice. Uh, well, a typical day for me, I'm a, a crane apprentice, hoisting apprentice. Um, so typically for me, I'd come in, um, do an inspection of the machine, uh, go through that with my operator, the paperwork follow behind it. And then I would go through my chores as uh, cleaning and greasing and checking on different things on the machine. And then uh, just assisting with uh, rigging and, um, you know, just uh, the movements of the machine and stuff like that. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And, and uh, where are you working now? Uh, I'm currently working for uh, Cocosing Albarisi up at the uh, Sioux Ox Project in uh, oh. Sioux Saint, Michigan. Wow. What now? What's that like? Uh, it's, it's really something they, uh, it, at first it was slow going here, but, um, it's really, we've gotten quite a bit done in the short period of time that we've been really hard at it. And what would you say, Bryce, to someone who may be in high school right now about to graduate and, you know, and thinking about this as a career field? I would say that if you're thinking about it, um, uh, it doesn't really cost much to, uh, you know, apply and get started and take the steps forward into checking it out and progressing into it to see if it's something that would fit you and your lifestyle. Um, it's a great opportunity. Lots of uh, lots of great people inside the organization as far as uh, trainers and leadership. Um, the class. The class stuff is excellent. All the training down at the training center, the education center is just, it's, it's great. The people there really, really know what they're doing and they're, uh, they're really easy to work with and they want to see you, uh, you know, they want to see you progress and be the best operator that, that you can be. And, um, the union representation really means a lot. I didn't understand it all at first yet when I first got into it, but now I'm getting more of a grasp on it and it's, it's really, uh, really nice to have something bigger than yourself to represent you on a job site with your employers. And then the benefits, um, you know, you can't, you know, that's one of the biggest things is you know, a livable wage, but the benefits on top of it are really amazing. So, All right. Well, Alan, let me uh, bring you in right now. Uh, your path was a little different, I understand. What inspired you to, to seek out this kind of program? Well, it started as, uh, you know, when I, when I first got intrigued with the uh, operators, it was, uh, they were building up in my neighborhood. Uh, they were tearing down all the old houses and building up all the new houses. And uh, I wanted to be a part of that, but I didn't know how. And it wasn't until my brother actually uh, you know, told me about it as we were talking about uh, meaningful jobs, uh, meaningful, well-paying jobs. And he brought up the operators and, uh, you know, he told me about how to put my application in, where to go. And uh, I went there and put my application in and, uh, you know, they called me up. I took my three-day evaluation and, and I started working and going to school. How important was it for you to be part of an apprenticeship program and, and to be successful? Well, 
coming into the printer, um, into the operators, I had no knowledge of anything. So the apprenticeship program, they took me under their wing and, uh, they, I walked by their, their side, some of the, um, the journeyman, I walked by their side, you know, slowly progressed into the field, getting knowledge of it. Um, so the instructions that I'm that I'm getting from from as an apprentice from from the training center and 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 the journeyman on the job is uh, is preparing me to be uh, well rounded and knowledgeable. So when I when I do become a journeyman and I do get out on a job, I know exactly what I'm doing. Um, I know all the all the safety standards of uh, the American uh, Society of Mechanical Engineers and um, the OSHA regulations. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm knowledgeable of, of all that stuff, as well as uh, 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 the manufacturer's res- recommendations for the equipment that I'm running. And tell, and tell me why you love to do what you do. Um, I've made my parents proud. I'm making a living for myself. Um, I'm, I'm helping people. I'm building. I'm building landmarks. There's a there's a multitude of, of reasons why I'm I'm happy to do what I'm doing. Tell me where you're working now. All right now, I'm at the uh, Gordy Howe Bridge. Wow, now that has to be amazing. Now that's something that once that's done, and you know, you being part of that, that's something that you can tell your family that you know I was part of making that that bridge from the United States over to Canada. Yes, exactly. And and how did you, I mean? How did you get? On that job, is that was was that part of the apprenticeship uh, program? Is that something that you chose to be part of that, or were you picked to be part of this job? No, I, I'm not exactly sure how I was uh, chosen for this particular job. Um, I, I really, I really don't know. Um, I, I know they needed operators, and uh, I think uh, one of the criteria was uh, maybe they needed an apprentice or something, and and I just happened to be available for work. And I ended up getting on. Well, uh, Alan, thank you uh, and Bryce, both of you guys, so much uh, for what you're doing and continued success and good luck in your careers. I know you both will be successful. That's uh, Bryce Bertesky and Alan Sutton, both apprentices at the uh, Operating Engineers 324. Thank you both for being here this afternoon on Building Michigan. Thank you for having us. This has been WJR's Building Michigan. For more information on union construction, skilled trades, apprenticeships, visit mustcareers.org. I'm Lloyd Jackson. Thanks for joining us on News Talk 760 WJR.